Warning, if you are faint of heart or easily offended, this show is not for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you, by the way, do you like when Mattisau comes on the show? Uh, I, know. <laughs> I do, I do, because Mike uh, is a friend. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Mike is a very loyal person and he's got the biggest heart ever. But okay, so I'll tell you what. When I first played with Manasau, when we first started, yes. But Mike caught me. The last time I played with Mike, once or twice, he caught me at a really bad time. He caught me at the end of Jack Four. Mm -hmm. He caught me at the end of some really, uh, uh, right in the middle of a really big downswing, and I was getting really cranky. Mm -hmm. And so the last couple times, and I was sick one night too. That's the night I actually, I said this on the air once I actually went out and was throwing up. I was like, just like something in my stomach. So my experience with him the last time or two, no, I, I, I wanted to throat punch him. Okay. <laughs> but I love Mike. You know? So I, that's why I hesitated. Cause I just remember my last experience was not, but yes, we like yeah, it. Yeah. Mike. Yes. All right, welcome to the Nick Vertucci Show. I am Nick Vertucci, and I am here with Mr. Crush Live Poker, Bart Hansen. Bart, we finally got you in here. We've been trying to do this for months. It's been a long time. That we were originally going to do it, like, the, the I think it was the day after that Jack Forehand. Was literally, it? Literally. Well, that would have been after. interesting. Yeah, but and then usually when I come out here, like, I don't have any time. Like, yeah. It's like either I'll play on the show and then we'll do like a long show on Friday. This is one of the first times where we're do I'm actually doing a regular Friday show. Right. So it starts a little bit, you know. Where do you fly in from? From Boston. Yeah. So it is a bitch. Yeah, but you still do it. Why do you still come down to do this? What's the what's the plus well, EV for you? It's the best show, right? Yeah. And I want to stay obviously relevant. I love doing the commentary. Ryan yeah. usually can get me into a game, which is awesome. Like you and I played last night. Just yeah. a wild, wild game on, on Thursday. So there's a lot of value in it for me, and I, I love doing it. Now, I've said, I think I said on the show last night too, I've always sort of had the hope that I could somehow do a commentary remotely at some point. I just, and I can see Ryan's point of view. It's just like, he's so busy doing stuff. Yeah. It's just something that he doesn't really want to deal with, and it would be extra. So yeah. it, it's Sometimes the communication that needs to happen like that yeah. would just suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's let's just start there, and then we'll go into a few things I have here. What? So last night we played in the ten twenty forty forty game because yep. usually play at night or two when you come right. come out. What, what? Tell me why it was crazy. Uh, obviously, it it uh, it posted yesterday, so people can watch it. But what was your what were your thoughts on it? Well, what was interesting when he told me that there was a cap on the game too. I think that mm -hmm. is that a newer thing, which is probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, not to make the game too crazy, but it still played really, really huge. I think it's the stand-up game. It was a mixture of like a lot of characters too. Yeah. Like Pepe, who's going to play tonight when we're recording this on Friday, was in the game. Ron was playing out of his mind. He was really like, wasn't typical Ron. He was playing yeah. super, super loose. And then you had a couple other guys. You had Sashimi in the game too. And it was just really kind of wild. It was I mean, wild. It was, it was a wild game. Um, I don't get to catch every show. I watch the two. I love, I love Ludacris. Like playing with him and commentating with him. I haven't had a chance to do it since he's been over at Hustler. A comedy and once so those Tuesday shows are really fun. But this game was as 
I would say it's almost almost as wild as a wild Tuesday game. It was yeah. pretty crazy. I think Luda got stacked this week last Tuesday. Did, did you see really? that? Uh, yeah. I, did he lose? Was it Aces versus Kings? Yeah. Was that yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. I actually didn't see that, but somebody <laughs> already told me. I yeah. just was seeing if you just kind of making a joke. Yeah. Uh, that I was, mean, I know you like Luda a lot, too, and you guys rip I each do. other. It's, it's, yeah, people yeah. misunderstand because... Ludacris loves the trolling. He yeah. loves the attention of me hammering him. People don't understand <laughs> that. He literally loves it as long as we do it in fun. And after that hand, I, I did sit on my hands. I did not troll him. Um, but uh, yeah, and people misunderstand and they think him and I really like dislike each other and they get really like, oh, I can't believe he would say that. But him and I are friends. He's a good kid. Did you put the last bet in or did he shove he on did. you? He did. He shoved oh, on me. Because okay. I'm he, wondering like if you would, if you had, if you were the one that shoved, if you would have done like a little no, tank job. With, yeah, like, no, I did what I usually do to him and he does it every, he takes, he takes it there every time. Uh, and let me see if I got this right. Obviously I had Ace of Kings. Um, uh, I'm, let's put it this way. Pre-flop, um, what I did was like right before he shoved on me, I think I, God, I did I five bet him, but it was a, it was a very small min raise to leave him a ton behind mm -hmm. because I know he wants to put me in that position. If he, if he, if he just thinks to himself, which is really odd because the way I played the hand, um, and what his perception is of me, it's, it's really odd that he didn't, wasn't a little more careful with those Kings. But, um, when, what, when the flop came, it was going to happen anyway. So it sure. just was a matter if it was pre or post. And, um, and I just like little mini raised him and he shoved on me and I snapped and uh, that was that. So let me ask you this question. What if you had had kings or would you have snapped with kings there too? What, what about queens? Maybe you play it a little bit differently. Queens, I don't snap. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Kings, I probably don't snap, but I probably have to call, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And only because he knows me. You know, and I do sometimes with him actually do get out of line. I think that's why I'm still getting paid sometimes by him because I will get out of line to keep it level, right? Uh, but he just had too big of a hand. He's put it in. And I, I got to say, he's made some crazy laydowns post-flop too. Like, you know, he'll have like, it's kind of like he's in pain a lot, right? Yeah. Like it's kind of a show. Like sometimes he'll like, Oh, no, he was in the flush. You know what I mean? It's, it's he crazy. was in serious pain too after this. He was so tilted because he came... Uh, off the Friday game where I think he lost the 200 mm. ball. And uh, mm. and so he came in a little bit. And, and then he's very superstitious, like extremely superstitious. If, if, if his day doesn't go right or he's supposed to play and doesn't, he won't because he thinks that that's like a sign. And so that day, like, I guess he was late to the show because – I think his dog shit all over the house or something, or he was saying something like that. And then something else happened. And so he wound up showing up late and he was like, I shouldn't even play today. Like there's not, this is not good karma, right? Well, if his favorite masseuse is being taken, he won't play. Too, no. Right? Well, yeah, for he, yeah, for real. He wouldn't, he wasn't going to show up unless I gave him the masseuse. So <laughs> he's really bizarre kid too. Like he's yeah. really weird. Uh, you know, not a bad way, but in his way. And, uh, and so when he got stacked, he was visibly really pissed off. And he doesn't always get that way because he's really take. And even though he was, he took it well. Mm -hmm. Chris is the best winner and loser. He, he he's wins and loses with class. And but he was visibly shaken and he started the mumbling of I should have been here, blah, blah, blah. And he literally got up to go eat. He, well, as soon as I stacked him, he took his mic off and he was leaving. 
Like, and he never mm -hmm. does that. Like, cause he only stuck 35 K that's nothing to him. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. And you know, he's just used to like those numbers. And, and then he, uh, and then he went to eat to like decide. And I, I think he came back and left or maybe he played a little longer and then went to eat and came back and left. I don't remember, but he left. And he went and ate his exact same meal that he has every single time. Yes. Egg it's white, salmon. Chicken. It's exactly oh, this. It's, yeah. it's blackened salmon, eggs, bacon. That's what he eats every power, time. Power and meal. when I'm in the know that he ordered and his food's there, I always go eat his bacon on the way to the bathroom. <laughs> and so when he gets back and there's no bacon, I he's tilted and he comes back. That's fucking asshole. You know, so, has, he yeah. ever been, has he ever been here on the show? No, I've asked him. He won't come. He's a oh. weirdo. He's oh. a weirdo. And it would be the best I show. Know. That would be He's great. a weirdo. He won't even zoom in. Uh. He just like, he, like I guess he says he's private, but I don't I don't really understand what he's hiding. I've just known him for a while. I mean, I know, I've known him since he played 5-5 five, five at the bike, and then he started playing on Live at the Bike. And uh, yeah, he just plays, in, um, he's just gotten wilder and oh, yeah, wilder. Yeah. And he's a germaphobe. Show. He's yeah, just got he's, so many quirks, he's, he's you know? He's a character. Yeah, man. he's a character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, God bless him. Uh, uh, yeah, so last night was 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 crazy. Um, that stand-up game is really creating a lot of action, and it's you know you got to really you you know you got to really figure out how to navigate through it. I mean, you know you got to think early position. There's this is a hand I would raise with, but it's not like the greatest hand. But I would nor, and I don't because I know there's gonna be no matter what I make it, even if I make it pre-flop like 600, 800. 800 I get two callers four to 500 uh, I could get three to four but you also you actually got it in against me you can also throw a limp I don't know if you remember you can throw limp yeah re I, I limped with kings because because you know that people who that's why you, I did it if you've got people who don't have those discs they're going to come after it yeah you're to, yeah we're playing we're playing a stand-up <laughs> game and and I got kings first to act yeah, yeah. That, I'm, that's a that's a limp right because I'm going to get a, a, a raise a call a yeah. call a call and then I'm going to jam you know you just don't want to forget to show your winning hand which i did and i almost had <laughs> i had paid two stand-ups i had paid 3600 and then i almost <laughs> almost had to pay a third one because i forgot you look on your face I was like, oh my when you God. did that was hysterical uh, <laughs> now i've done that before when i first started playing and i was so tilted like maybe two weeks ago or something but yeah it happens you got to be really on your toes man but um, there was a lot of stuff like like I made some unbelievable. I just decided like I'm just gonna call everything, mm -hmm. and then I made two calls against one against Sashimi and against that guy, the Asian guy from Texas, Ifan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where I thought they were bluffing and they were, but they were bluffing with the best hand. You know what I mean? Like it was like they, or I don't understand Sashimi. She check raised me with when a king came, like two kings, and she's like, what the fuck. What did she do? I remember right? that. Yeah. I had she had jacks, right? Yeah, she had jacks, and she check raised the turn when it came another king, and I was the three better. Oh, I was the four better, and I had the nut flush draw, and I just ended up calling off because I thought maybe I had her dominated. She had like a different draw. Yeah, but, you called yeah. off with a club, uh, a nut club yeah. uh, draw on the turn. Yeah, it was yeah, a big yeah. call. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I made a big call against her with just ace. Yeah, I think you were two out of three. You made three really hero calls and two worked out. It's just like sometimes those nights, man. Like you just not only card dead, but I was trying to push the action a little bit. But then you just don't make anything. No, and right. I see these guys like flopping sets and all this other no, stuff. Yeah, and people crazy. think this is like an excuse. But after I got, uh, after I almost got felted, I, I had uh, tall covered, but I lost fifteen k on like first fifteen minutes of the show. Uh, and it's only a 20K cap, which I'll talk to you about because you asked about that. Um, uh, it's it's a, it's a, it's the type of thing where in a in a 
game like that, it's just, well, I don't even know. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that because who cares? But I was extremely card dead, which is frustrating after you pretty much get felted on the first round. You had top two against this set. A yeah, turn set, set a where he floated set, right, with right, fours, yeah. so I just didn't see it coming. Yeah. But but I still didn't love even calling, but anyways. So the reason we uh, did the Thursday thing with the cap <clears throat> is because when when Hustler first started, like our games always played big, but they, you know, in the last six months, they're starting to play insane. Astronomical. Everything. The anti-game is basically a 100-200 at nights if we have the right lineup. Uh, the, the Wednesday 25-50-100s are basically the old Friday game. The Friday game is like, I don't even know what game. It's like mm -hmm. out, of, out of the muck times a billion. And so <clears throat> what was happening is some of our loyal, loyal people we're getting priced out of these games. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we kind of have a commitment to people. And I had a few people hit me privately on text to say, hey, look, like, and I know it. Like, I, I've been conscious of this happening. And so I, you know, went to Ryan and I'm like, hey, we, we got to make one of these days where we could get a bunch of players that want to play in a game that's actually reasonable. Now, even that game, you well, saw how it played. I think that that's a really good move as opposed to trying to say no straddling. Because when you tell players no straddling, that they want to be, they want to do whatever they're going to do. But if you put a, a buy-in cap in the game and you enforce yeah. it, which they were, it gets the same effect. People can straddle fine, but still, there's a yeah. buy-in cap. So yeah. I think that's a lot easier, and that's a lot better of a move to try than try to say, oh, yeah. there's only one straddle from under the gun or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but it, it, agreed. And that's was great about this structure. It's yeah. bringing a lot of people back. But even like in the anti-game when it was literally five, five, one hundred in the middle. That game was playing like a one-two, and then you got you know guys in there like Nick Airball was coming in and pressing it, and then Jay Boogs when he gets stuck, like the eight hundred was on all night. Mm -hmm. Can't do that. That's like you just can't do that. You yeah. got guys sitting there with uh, you know eleven thousand in front of them because it's the first race size. Yeah, they're is. all in right on every hand, and they're right. not comfortable, and they won't. You know, I've said this a million times. They won't say it on air because they don't want to be embarrassed. But behind the scenes, they just will stop showing up, and then the games get bad. Right, because you don't have enough of that type, those types of players that you no. want. I, and, and I think Ryan's got the hardest job in the world. I would never want yeah. to be a game run, but you have to think of all these things in no. consideration. Yeah, and Especially for a TV, for a show, you don't want all pros in the game. You want a good mix. Well, bigger games are better views, right. but too big of games, you have shut attrition and you right. shut out people. Yeah. So you have to just kind of find the balance. That's and you're also not doing one show a week. You're doing a show every night. Yeah, so you need week. to have the player pool. Of so course. It's, yeah. it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, you have to protect it. It's yeah. it's a it's a juggling act. Um, anyways, so you and I go back to commerce when I didn't really know you, but I knew of you. Um, how many years ago was that? Was it 20? 15? Well, I started playing at Commerce like back when I was playing at the bike, so mid-2005, Yeah, so about 2005, yeah, 2006, I somewhere I in there. 1020 on the regular between 2000. But the first time that Live at the Bike stopped, which was at the beginning of 2007, it went off from 2007 to 2010, I was playing Commerce 1020. Yeah. So it must have been there. And I seen you, and, then, and you would fart around in the 2040 when they had it. Very a little rarely, bit. occasionally. Yeah, yeah, occasionally. Which is so funny because back then I'd be like, oh my God, that's such a big game. I know. And then compared to now, oh I my know. God. I remember <laughs> I would go <laughs> in the 2040 once in a while and yeah. go, oh my God, I got to really Buy pay it for attention. like 5,000. Yeah, now yeah. it's like the 2040 yeah. is like our yeah, Thursday yeah. game. Uh, and uh, so I knew you. I knew of you. I think the most we would do is a head bob. I don't think we really interacted. Yeah, I yeah. didn't really start to like really... Put it together until you were playing on the other show. Yeah, like exactly. Regular, yeah, yeah, and that's when you probably put yeah. it together. So we yeah. go back a long way. Yeah. Um, uh, how did you originally get into poker? So right around the time of Moneymaker, 
I, uh, I, that's when I started playing. And then I picked up like a book on poker. This was like in the beginning of 2005. I actually picked up a limit. So you book. were just getting in the poker when you were at Commerce? A couple of years. I mean, I had just started. Why like a, did you have the air? You To me, mm -hmm. you had the air of somebody that was into poker for a long time. I don't know why that is. That's how you carried yourself. Well, it was just because I was doing... So David Tuckman and I, we did commentary five nights a week every single night for four hours. So that's what it is. On Live of the Bite. And, that, and then the funny thing was, was that we had never played No Limit. It took me a year to finally jump into 510 in 2006. But wow. when we started to play, we were pretty much instantly the best players in the game because we had been watching. I remember that. For five, we'd watch 20 hours a week. And I would say, like, when you do commentary, it's like the experience level of, like, playing for 10 hours for every one hour of commentary because you can see all the hands. Because when Got you're at the it. table, you can't, you can't see the other hands, right? I just thought you had been around poker a lot longer, but that makes sense. Because yeah. of the way you carried yourself, you were one of the best players. So I was just like, wow, this guy must have just been started really early. I loved sports broadcasting. That's what I went to school for in Syracuse. So when I started playing poker, limit poker in 2005, I was a pro. Like I started playing 1020 limit poker, got introduced to this guy, Robert Turner, who like was the uh, leader of all the props. So I became a prop. And then it was just by dumb coincidence that Live of the Bike started. So I was working there and I volunteered to do the commentary. That's how they got their commentators in the beginning was from the prop. And then David and I, just ended up being the best at it, and then that's how mm. we did it, yeah. which is a whole thing because I was going to say, I was, my oh, next question my was, fucking, what a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> my next question was, is how how did you get in? You just answered it. How did yeah. you get into Live at the Bike doing commentary? Yeah. And what was your experience? What was your ride through Live at the Bike? Because you were like at the beginning. Well, right. So Live at the Bike was the very first. This was for two years. 2000, 2005 is when they launched. 2005 and 2006. Yeah. And then, like I said, in the beginning of 2007, it went off for a few years. Did I it? didn't, yeah, we were, they were off from 2007 to 2010. That. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I didn't know any better because I was only like 24, 25, didn't have the business experience. Yeah. I didn't know where I, as I got older, I later realized that we know the person I'm going to talk about. It was the person behind Live of the Bike, and no one knows who she is because she was also the poker room manager. She never walked out of her office. Mm. She was the poker room manager. Nobody knew who the poker room manager of the bike was. She, she didn't know a thing about is poker. Is that kind of odd? She didn't even know a thing about poker. Is that odd that a poker, poker manager wouldn't like know anything about I mean, poker? I remember having a conversation where there was a conversation with her back in 2006 about, oh, we want to make PLO uh, a time. This wasn't even on the show. PLO a time game. That was when PLO was first starting. PLO a time game because it's better for the casino because they'll make more money because it goes so slow as opposed to a drop, right? There's so, so few hands that time would make. She didn't even know what the difference between time and a drop was. She how was the would, poker room manager. How did she get manager. that gig? There's like the, that's the thing about casino middle management in a lot of these places. It's like tenure. I don't know. She was a secretary and worked her way up. And mm. here was the thing about the bike, okay? And I can't speak for other casinos, but I'm sure it works like this in a lot of places. Okay. You have a guy in a suit Okay, in this particular situation, like the GM and the owner, they're literally making millions of who, dollars. Who a were year. they at the time? Do you well, know? I think it was Hashem and Haig, and I have nothing against those guys. No. But if you can put yourself in a spot where you're wearing a suit, you don't really deal with many issues, and you can make a million dollars a year working 20 hours a week, literally doing nothing, okay? Would you want to work 50 hours a week? work your ass off and make 1.1 or 1.2 or no. would you rather work 20 hours a week totally so that was their whole thing she was a bottleneck I, I am convinced that she was in that position because she would quash everything 
any problems, any suggestions, anything that would change the casino, it would go to her and it would die. Yeah. And they wouldn't have to deal with anything above her. So she was the poker room manager and also the owner of Live of the Bike. And I was just too young and dumb to know how poorly she was running it. Mm -hmm. And then as I got older, when Live mm -hmm. of the Bike came around a second time, I was like, wow, this is like, sure, you had more experience. she is just so anything that we wanted to do. And that's why it never really, I mean, it was the only show in town, but it never really took off until Ryan came and saved the show, flip forward to like 2017. It was on its last legs right? When before Ryan came in. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was unbelievable. This yeah. was when you were playing on it at that time. At that Ryan time. Came in. Yeah, before, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I think after. Was it after? Oh, yeah. I didn't. I don't think I ever played without Ryan there. Oh, okay. So so maybe he, yeah, because he was probably the first one that started. I didn't start playing until 2017, I think. Okay. So that was right at the beginning. But I actually remember having a conversation with Ryan when he first started. I said, dude, I know you want to make a name for yourself. And I, I, I know you love this stuff. But I'm, I was like, be careful because yeah. the people behind this show are, uh, it, it is the war for me it's been the worst experience and it's a fucking nightmare i mean it ended up working out for him but he also had a bad experience on the way out too right obviously so right. it was not surprising but yeah and then flip full circle they're off the air now as we speak about this now know, isn't that something i've heard um they haven't done it i mean i know that they're done at the bike because the bike didn't re-up their contract i've heard that they supposedly are going to commerce or tropicana i'll believe it when i see it uh, the commerce part of the Tropicana, what part uh, will you either believe? Either one. I, commerce would be shocking. Commerce would be shocking because you know how much work it takes to put into one of these streams. If you're already a successful casino, I don't know if the value would be there for a place like commerce to deal with the headache unless they could bring people in that could just run it and they wouldn't have to deal with it at all whatsoever. I don't know. I, I would just be very surprised. You're aware I, that I, I took a little heat for putting that info out? You know that I put a video out on that. I, I, I mean, I think that's where I first heard. Oh, of okay, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that was, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, they are officially out. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think April fifteenth was mm -hmm. their date, but I think they they stopped a little sooner than that. They're running reruns. Mm -hmm. um, but I, because I'm competition, I took a little heat because it was like, oh, you know, bad form. But it's poker. It's poker news. You know, like the bike started in two thousand and five. They were like the first stream, and and they're leaving the bike. And and yeah, I did also hear the commerce thing. I don't know if it's true. I I do think the Tropicana thing is a for sure thing. Well, and by the way, too, like I mean, you know who I'm talking about? This lady Evelyn who apparently sold her piece but i don't have anything against wayne or brian um i didn't have anything against jj until he starts talking a bunch of shit like on twitter from like the live the live at the bike account said that my mother was a lawyer and that's why I, it's some bullshit some some ridiculous bullshit but um i don't have any issues with those guys it was really the management that i had an issue with you know from behind but you know who would tell you the truth i mean he's not like he might not necessarily be the best interview, but there's a guy that you could ask all about this and he would tell you all about that. And that's Dan Zach. Cause he was one of the I owners. Dan, I don't think Dan would. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that he knows. No, he knows I, everything. I, yeah. I, he yeah. knows I think what a Dan nightmare would, would be was. too high road for but, that. Right. But I'm saying he knows like the nightmare. Sure. It was a, it has been, chaotic. he wound up becoming an owner. It was chaotic over there. It was one of the worst experiences of my life behind the scenes. And uh, I'm glad that, 
I'm just through it. When yeah. I, and that was when I was living here too, you know? Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I will, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm under a truce gag order. So I'll always yeah. say, uh, and you know, like I, I, I didn't mean to step on Houston Curtis's toes with the, I, I, I get his point. Like that's an announcement he probably should make. Um, but I'm not only competition. I am a content creator. Sure. I, I do a podcast. Like yeah. this is what we do. But, um, but you know, the thing is, is, is I, I think Wayne is harmless. I do. I think he's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, I think Brian's, I, I never had any problem with Brian. He's sure. always been a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't even go into detail, but that's the reason uh, the person you mentioned is the reason I actually had the beef with them is because of the stuff he did to you. He was doing that to us and a lot of other stuff. We'll mm-hmm. leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really personally know you had all that experience over there. Oh, I knew you were a commentator. Was, That's all I knew. Yeah, it was, I mean, cause we were, you know, we were, Dave and I were dealing with this, you know, for, cause in the early 2010s, really the show was on its last legs. I mean, it, they wouldn't get many much viewership issues with the stream. And it was a different time though, too, because now since COVID, a lot of people don't know about YouTube, like you can make money on YouTube now, but before they started adding mid roll ads a few years back. There wasn't a great way to monetize. Like, even if you got a bunch, you'd have to get millions of views on YouTube to even monetize. Now mm-hmm. you can get like seven or eight dollars. Well, that's why they did the paywall, thousand. right? So yeah. that's why it was a subscription. And yeah, it's just like people were paying, you know, right. and it never really got that many viewers. But yeah, I mean, listen, that's how I got my start. It got me experience. That's Same. how I got into poker. Same. I mean, so, uh, the reason I'm in live streaming today in the business is because of them. And, and I and I still, I think you, I think with all that said that you said and that I've said in the past, there's still a respect for them being the the, the original OGs, in my opinion. You know, like they, they it helped poker. Yes. Right? The, the, That's what I mean. I'm not I saying for the people. For the idea. I'm not saying for the people. I'm saying yeah. for who they who that what that show was and what it did for poker i have a respect for the idea not for the people that were behind oh no it. Like, well, you russ really had a bad experience <laughs> that's you're just like i have a feeling you could lean in a lot farther there, but. there was there was all there's also some characters over there too some regulars one guy i know that you have, uh, don't like that much with the initials eh um, that haven't, i don't i assume they probably would want to play on hustler but they're not invited but the that the Barry Woods and the Harry. I haven't spoken to Harry in a long time, and and I do like Harry. He sometimes had been like a little bit just too high mate. I I can't imagine. You know what I'm talking about, right, Harry? Of course, Harry, I love yeah. Harry. He he. Sometimes he can be a little bit high maintenance, and it's just like for hustler. Like I don't know if they need to deal with that shit. You know, here's I mean? here's the thing about I'll 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 talk candidly about all three of those people yeah. because I I don't back away from stuff like that. Yeah. So I like Harry. Matter of fact, I like Harry a lot. Uh, I don't know if he listens to this. If he does, yeah. hey, man, shout out. Um, and I respect one thing about Harry. He was loyal to them. Now, I'm not saying, because I don't know for sure, but I, that I don't know if it was that way towards the end with mm-hmm. them to him, okay? Mm-hmm. But he was loyal to them. Harry goes way back. And one of the reasons, I think, two reasons Harry is not on the show is because he chose not to be on the show because of his loyalty, I think. And number two is <clears throat> Harry respectfully takes a lot of breaks because he smokes cigars. That's what I mean by being like high. Ma- yeah, 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 I understand. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. so that probably can't work for us in a game that we're that we're uh, streaming. Right. Um, but I hope someday Harry does play and that we could come to some type of uh, what you call understanding yeah. about that because I really like him. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, as far as Eric Hicks, he's a cancer. <laughs> 
Okay. He's a cancer. He's a bad, he's a, he's a piece of cheese and he will never play on hustler because he would come in there and cause dissension between every player. And he's not to be trusted as far as his word when he says he will behave. Um, the other person, uh, by the way, I remember, I don't know if you remember, there was a time when, when Ryan was running live of the bike, he like was, he sat you and Eric down, like, at a table yes and he was trying to talk to you he's like guys can you behave together and it, it, it wasn't was even like, it's, it's him it's him yeah <laughs> so okay fine you brought it up okay this is what the people like to hear there's probably a lot of people will troll about like oh but the truth is is that guy couldn't contain himself he i i was playing the friday games and i was the fish and the mark and I started to figure out the game a little bit not even close to knowing the game but more than some and I went into the Tuesday game because I wanted to play more and I started crushing it like on a regular not just like get lucky I was crushing it and he didn't want me to play because he was the guy he was the Tuesday guy he was the main guy he was the alpha he didn't want you to play listen this is what happened this is why we sat down he would I would get up to go to the bathroom and he would tell the people at the table let's vote him off the island and so Sammy the dealer would tell me because he liked me hey this guy's really like motherfucking you and the other players were and he was legitimately going to Ryan and going to players trying to get the players to come and say put Nick back on Friday because he wanted the attention again and I was crushing the game and him and so I took offense to that after it wouldn't stop. At first, I was like, tried to reason with him and say, come on, man, just like, you know, whatever. And then he would blatantly say to my face, I hate cops. And I would say, don't you think that's a little bullish? Like a whole blanket statement? No. Okay. So I didn't really care for that, but everyone's entitled their opinion. And then it just got to the point to where when I started pushing back and I had enough of him, um, it's when he really escalated. And so what really offended him the most, and it was true, and this is gonna take a lot of heat for this, but I, I lean into stuff like this because it's true and I've said it before, is he used to come from his factory building the bikes. Right. And he used to come unshowered, okay? And- <laughs> Well, I think he, he lived at his office. Okay, he lives time. there, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would come disheveled. And literally, if you drew a seat next to him, you could not sit next to him, he stunk. And so I would, call him stinky and say listen stinky don't you know and so he really took offense to that but this was after i couldn't reason with him i was constantly trying to you know whatever be voted off the island and he was backstabbing constantly so when ryan and i sat down with him i told ryan listen i will make good with this guy let's sit down and make it good i don't want to beef i just want to come play and we sat down and you can ask ryan feldman i put my hand out three times mm -hmm. to say come on man let's just stop this this is childish i like i i get it and let's you know whatever he wouldn't and continued and then it got kicked out okay and so then after that there's been two or three occasions where he has flared up and i've seen him physically seen him and he's to your face he's two-faced and 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 i shook on it twice i shook with him to say stop it even after when i was at the hustler doing my thing and then he goes back and he does the same thing he goes on the stream he talks about like the jack four thing about me cheating and he does all this stuff yeah. so this is the stuff about poker that just is like you know unfortunate but you brought it up and i'm happy to talk i'm happy to talk about hey, it man, this I is mean, this is what it I is i know these guys from back then but by the way too i heard the same thing about eric hicks was he would be oh your your training stuff's great you're a great poker player and then i'd go to the bathroom and then somebody would later tell me that oh eric was saying that you're shit you play poker for shit and your stuff bart, is garbage bart <laughs> i have okay. three children <laughs> i have three children that i love more than anything on this planet i swear on my kids this guy is the most two-faced backstabbing 
cancerous person that could ever be around. The reason the bike kept him is because they had not a lot of players to pick from. He looks goofy, uh, so that's good. He's the mad professor, whatever shit, and he's willing to play big now, okay? So uh, that's just the truth, and, and, you know, whatever, whatever. So people always ask, what should be for the air kicks? That's it in detail. Mm. What's what's it? I tried, mm. and so did Ryan, and so did everybody. You know, he got his, he got himself kicked out. I didn't kick him out. Right, right. I didn't kick him out. I didn't have that kind of leverage. I didn't own the show. They kicked him out because he was causing problems with not only me, with with everybody. And then to your face, he shake. You know, oh yeah, you're good. You're, you're, and then you go away, and it's just like, mm, mm, mm. and you just can't. You know, you can't have that around. It's not going to be around. Like, look, people troll us because we say like we're family. We're fucking family at Hustler. Like, that's how we treat each other. So there's no room for that. There's no yeah. room for the Barry Woods and the two faces out there. So Barry, anyway. if you're listening, go to Twitter, hit me harder. I hope you hear this. Maybe someone will send you a clip. Fuck you. Okay. Okay. How about that? That's that is good. not being edited. Okay. All right. <laughs> so uh, let's move on. So speaking of Jack four, Jack four, you were the commentator. I was Jack Four. You yeah. were on the ground. You witnessed it. You you took it live where you could not believe what you saw. Yeah. Tell me from the beginning when that happened, what do you think happened? Your experience. Take it wherever you want to take it. So I am actually quite I refreshed myself on this issue because I had done I had talked to Nate Silver, who's writing a book, and he's gonna be mentioned in his book. So I looked back at all this stuff within the last week. So obviously I was the commentator at the time, and I have to say that I'm actually pretty experienced with this because I was a part of the Stones thing. Now people don't know the Stones thing, Mike Possel and the yeah. cheating and all that stuff, and and you know Veronica. Who comes yeah, you down work there. very closely with yeah. my gal Veronica. So, so we had talked about this, and we had known that something was going on, and their administration was terrible too because they treated her like shit. And I, they who, did. Know, who knows if one of those guys was in on it or what? But yeah, they treated Veronica like shit. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, time. when she was started to say something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We had Justin. Oh, okay. So and maybe possibly before that, but I have a lot of experience with this because, but I came from a view of. Um, it was obvious that Mike Possel, the way that he played, he knew what the cards were. So when this went down, I was like, I would have had the same reaction that Garrett had if I was playing. I would have thought that I was cheated. And what I tried to call it out when I was doing the commentary was try to explain to everyone by Garrett's face, he thinks he got cheated. Now I took some heat because people thought that I instigated, but I piled on and created the situation. And I was like, I'm just calling it like I'm seeing it. It's obvious. That, that was very Garrett obvious. That's what his thought, thought was. And then also maybe it wasn't at the time, but looking back, it is now very, very obvious that Robbie had no clue or no understanding that Garrett thought that he was just cheated. Mm -hmm. Like Robbie thought that Garrett was just mad at her because right. she he be she Oh no, she call. was not aware of that at the time yeah. when she was like no, she, had no, she started over talking because she was uncomfortable. She had no, she had no idea whatsoever. So that's what I think. But then as the night goes on and all this shit is going down, we had this break, I'm like, I'm starting to play the hands back in my head that I had seen her play, and I'm like, you know, I've seen her play like it, it was nowhere near the biggest sample as possible. Um, we'd always, you know, like two or three nights. I was like, there really isn't anything to su suggest that she knew the cards. And I remember the hand from before she made a call on the turn. She was draw drawing dead. She had like Jack four, Jack three, this Jack was, three. Yeah. Yeah. She was drawing dead on the turn. She called like he already had a full house. So I'm like, this is not somebody that is playing like they can see the cards. And so as the night went forward, I was like, I, there isn't really anything to suggest that she can see anything. 
And then, so I was kind of torn, right? Because I, I was like, I would have thought I was cheated at the time. Yeah. But maybe it was just something weird. But then Garrett came out with this statement, like really strong statement that he was absolutely cheated. And I had never seen Garrett really misstep in anything in gambling. So I'm like, wow, I, maybe Garrett knows more. But then when stuff didn't come out in the first couple of days, I 100% expected Garrett to walk back his statement, say, this is what I would have done, Nick. I said, I was heated in the moment. Uh, I got emotional. She offered me the money. Maybe I would have said, like, I've been cheated in the past. It might have been the only time I could get it. But I'm going to give this money to somebody. We'll put it in escrow. We'll see how this investigation plays out. And uh, we'll take it from there. But instead, he kind of doubled down and he went, you know, stuck it when it went in the trenches with his views. But he didn't, in my view, he never really came out with anything that was additional that wasn't already public about where is the cheating? Where is the evidence of the cheating? Now, I did three videos at that time. The only time where I really thought there was cheating that swung me was when you guys came out with a thing with Brian and then he took the chips. And I'm like, that of seems like it's way too much I mean, where there's smoke, sometimes there's fire. Yeah. I was like, there's too many coincidental things in a row here. So now, so at, at the night that it was over, I was like, oh, maybe 60, 40, not cheating. Then when Brian came out, I was like, oh, maybe 80% cheating. But as I told Nate Silver, too, in this little interview I did with him, the more time that goes by now where nothing comes out, the more I don't think that I just think it was a weird set of things. And I had listened to somebody else's interview, too, where things like this have been seen in the past in very, very rare occasions. I'm talking about things where someone's made a ridiculous call that only beats one combo. It's usually either women that want to get a guy or a really, really wealthy guy that doesn't care about the money, that just wants to beat somebody. They don't give a shit about the money. They know that if they beat the guy, that guy will be in pain. They won't be. They don't care about the money. And that's maybe what it sort of chalked up to. But the more time that goes by and there's no evidence. Uh, and, the, and what I was telling you about before, I think the worst part of this is the pitchforking that's gone on for the last six to eight months and this ridiculous notion that there were somehow widespread cheating and this bullshit about signaling. And the reason why I bring stones up is because I've had many people contact me. There was even a guy recently that was like, we developed a software program where we can scrape all the hands and put them into like a poker tracker database. And we will definitely prove statistically that there's not only in that hand, but in other hands there's cheating going on. I'm like, show me the, okay, do it. Yeah, send, send it, it. And I told the guy, I said, you know what you should do? You should do it if you have this technology you should scrape the hands from stones first because they're still up on YouTube and you can use that as a control because we know there's cheating that went on there. You might be able to find stats that we never even thought of that could demonstrate cheating. You have a sample where you know there's cheating, scrape those hands yeah. and then do it. No one's ever come to me with anything. So you're saying they come uh, to you and say that, but they, they say that no they're going to and no one's followed up with anything yeah. ever. I think, uh, I think even uh, a lot of people out there uh, like Veronica, um, because she was associated with me, uh, felt that, she, and because she, you know, turned the stones things upside down, uh, approached her during this Jack Four thing. I think to the point of abundance, and everybody said, "I won't. I don't want to say the same thing. I don't want to like quote her, but like the same shit you're saying." And then she never got anything. Yeah, no one ever did right. it. No, no one, one ever. And I think she even yeah. said at one time towards the end, "Hey, listen, if you're gonna say this." Go review the hands. Show me something. Show right. me the analytics. Right, Show right. me the, you know, and no one does because it's just, it's not there. It's, yeah. And then this, I mean, like I said, this is, I mean, these guys, like this thing about like 
bullshit about like certain people singing. I don't know. You got brought into this, and then well, Billy, I was the main character. And Billy too. Yeah. Like I, I mean, this is like really. So it's really bad because it's like Mike you, X, Mars, uh, Ronnie, me, Billy, and there was like two or three others. It was it was a sixteen person cheating ring. It's just like <laughs> I mean, I, I this is how I I thought people were crazy on both sides. Yeah. Okay. Alex Jacob. He was a, he, the guy from... Yeah, Jeopardy. he was a supporter so, of Robbie. So, but he was like on one side, like how I thought both camps were crazy. Right. I was in the middle, but anybody that thought that they were 99% either way were nuts. And you Agreed. saw them on both sides. I agree. Someone that knew there wasn't cheating. And then these other people that are making up these just absurd accusations with no, no backing whatsoever... They were, and I still feel like that. They're both crazy. Both extremes are still crazy. Yeah. I don't know if anything else is ever going to come out, but I mean, obviously these guys offered a bounty that was never taken. Well, I, I was going to just, I was just going to say to you, let's say you want to, someone wants to lean into Brian had part of this. If Brian, he stole those chips mm -hmm. and he's got a felony pinch against him, right? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. just the way it is. He, he's on the lam. Okay. Why, if you were him and you took that money because you need to pay debts and you were broke, why wouldn't you call and say, I did it? If he did it, I did it. Send, ship me the 250. That's what I'm and saying. And go take your medicine and then come out and have 250. That's, that's why I think that that's, that, le that is a case for no cheating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I think that swings me th that and time. Right. The fact that nothing has come Someone out. Someone will break, right? Yeah, nothing yeah. has come out, and it's Brian hasn't said anything. I, I just, I don't. Here's the other thing, too, that I want to bring up, because this has been in the news a little bit mm -hmm. recently, too, about this whole thing. So you guys obviously changed your setup, and if people are not aware, the only person that can see the cards is Feldman now, the yeah. way that it's set up. Right. Now, before that wasn't the case. Yes, But true. it's good. Now it changed. Agreed. But this whole thing with, like, this, oh, a stream has to have a no-peak room. So apparently... I, I, maybe the lodge is set up this way and maybe a couple other places where nobody sees the whole cards. Now, yeah. right now for Hustler, Ryan sees them because he wants to have production the, that knowledge of production. But I don't think it matters whether one person can see the cards like Ryan or there's a no peak room. There still has to be at least one person that people trust because even in those setups with the no peak room, Somebody could have just rigged the system ahead of time. Whoever is in charge has a key to the room. They could put a team viewer type program mm -hmm. that sees the graphics and then stream them out to another location. There has to be trust with at least one person, which is usually going to be the proprietor, usually the owner. And Ryan is one of those guys. So I don't think that Hustler is in any way less secure than those other streams with no peak because... There's still somebody behind those. Well, you streams. know that people you know? think you're saying that because you're a hustler person. Well, right? I'm, I mean, uh, I'm not. I'm just saying but... <laughs> you're not, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, but that's what they'll say. You know. Right. Um, well, you told me that about an hour ago. You said yeah. that to me, and I'm like, wow, I never thought of that. Now I'm not. Everyone control me. They. I, I'm not technically savvy. I don't know how mm. that would work or not work. But when you said that to me, I'm like, wow, I never thought of that. Sure. Yeah. Whoever, because the, the way that we thought, or the way that I thought that cheating was going on with Stones is I knew the room was entirely insecure. Mm -hmm. So what it would take was just somebody to go in with a team viewer type Trojan, like to have these little things that no one could detect. And then as the stream was going on live before the delay went out, uh, that was on the graphic program so that that signal was sent out to somebody watching the graphics in real time and another location. And then they figured out how to 
make a signal into a player at the table. Mike Fossil, they allowed phones at the table. That's mm-hmm. how I, that was the most logical way to cheat. This is how I always thought that cheating would go on was that someone had access to the computer and then could send the signal of the graphics out to a remote location, right? Mm-hmm. But that can still go on is because if someone has access to the room, this is why I say there's gotta be a level of trust. Yeah, the room is on lockdown, but someone has the key to the room. Right. There's always one person right. that has a key. Right. Of so course. whether it's Feldman can see the cards or Doug Polk has a key and it's a no peak room or whoever's behind the lodge, there still has to be one level of trust. Yeah, so I, that's, never, I never thought of it you know, that way. I don't know enough about it, but I never thought of yeah. it that way. Meaning when I say I don't know enough about it, it's just the technical aspect, yeah. but it makes sense to me. Um, yeah. And you know, it's funny you mentioned phones and again, I'll just say it cause it's true. I don't know if you saw the video I put out, but like just as of a few weeks before the bike shut down, there was phones in, the, in right at the table. Now they weren't sitting, they were standing next to the table, two or three people, which was just bizarre to me, especially in this landscape. But again, whatever, that's their business. I, you know, what's funny about the phones thing. It's like an optics thing, I think more so. And I, I, know I agree with take, that. You take the phones now and that's fine. <laughs> I, um, do, I agree with you. I don't even actually know if it makes that much of a difference. Although Possel was cheating through his phone. That was one of a unique type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the state of the way th- th- these things are now, because Nick, like, you know, you guys wand us down for the phones and we give up your phones. But I mean, you're not like you're not doing a cavity search. You know what I'm saying? Like well, somebody could have like an Apple yeah, Watch it's not on a there, perfect, on there. It's not yeah. a perfect widget. So, I mean, it's it, like, it's for looks and people probably, I think it's just good for the show. Well, I think what it's good for is not just uh, So optics, people aren't like... D- but, but it's not even for the phones. I think it's good because if you know you are going to get wanded or padded, you... If you were going to do something, maybe you would rethink it. Right. Or it'd be harder. Or it'd be harder. So it's just like anything. You can only do layers of an onion for prevention. You can't be perfect. No no one can. Right, right. In my opinion. Uh, But that that whole thing was just like, you know, the whole hand, like if they hadn't, if Garrett hadn't lost both of those runs, we wouldn't even be talking about that. Oh, there was one other thing too. The the issue that I have with Robbie, and I will still stand by this, Mm -hmm. because her story is, I mean, she might be a good person, but I don't think anybody is going to... Uh, disagree with me in saying that it seems like she might bend the truth a little bit, like in a, maybe a lot. In I had a lot Robbie on, ways. and I think I even said that in so many words. Like, you change your story two or three yeah. times, it doesn't make sense. So here's the thing that I had the biggest problem with in my first video. I said, okay, so this was at, before Brian did the stealing, right? I said, now that I've looked at the hands, I don't think there's enough to say there's cheating here. But there's one big problem I have, which is she said that she misread her hand. I do not believe her. And I will go to my deathbed. She did not misread her hand. Right. And not only not only does it not make sense, I think somebody told her to say, oh, I had Jack 3 the previous hand to make it look better. But there is a hand, she only played on the show like two or three times. There was a hand where she actually did misread her hand on a previous show on Hustler. Mm. And you saw her reaction, which was normal. Because mm. if you- if Like, you made, oh shit. Oh shit, mm. I misread my hand. I think she said full house. Oh, wait a minute, I have two pair. We saw that. There's evidence mm. of, that we have a baseline. Yeah, that's good point. And on those Joey interviews after the fact, like when they were asking about it, she still continued to sometimes not mention the fact that she misread her hand. She still, like, almost like she forgot that she was supposed to say that she mm. thought she had Jack 3. Right. I don't think she misread her hand. That doesn't make her a cheater, but it always added haziness. No, I understand. And added haziness. You know? Totally. Yeah. Because if she actually had a pair or even ace high or king high, it w- there would be no controversy. It's right. only the fact that you can't call. And I kept saying you can't call with Jack. Why high do you think she did it? Why did. Was it what you said earlier? Just. Well, what's I the think reason? It, is it. 
the weird weirdest thing about this is that usually like and this was my first reaction you either have someone that's so new to the game or they're cheating there isn't really a middle ground mm. and i think she might have been so new to the game yeah. that she thought he was bluffing and she didn't really know that her jack high doesn't beat, beat a some lot of, of bluffs. his bluffs yeah most of them it doesn't so she just she didn't know enough about poker at that time to know that she still can't call with Jack High. So it's like the green argument. Yeah, because she literally, unless <laughs> someone told her to say this, but I don't think so, if they know poker, something about a blocker. I, I mean, that's just... Yeah, yeah, saying, yeah, but yeah, it was yeah, sad, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Just it didn't make just, sense. Just, well, because remember, Garrett inter interrogated her yeah. at the time, right? And what she was saying didn't make sense. But when you go back and watch her, she was frazzled, but it, she didn't act to me like somebody who was a cheater it was just weird and then the whole thing about giving the money back i think that can go either way i do too like if you if she was cheating why would she give the money back people think that if she gave the money back that suggests that she was cheating right why would so she... if she wasn't conscious of that because she wasn't then she wouldn't even have thought of it, that it, so it, it kind of cancels each other out yeah so i mean we're never gonna know but that's my honest thing is the more time that goes by and i i'm sure. just upset about the way that some in the community have handled the whole thing yeah it wasn't uh wasn't the best yeah caused a lot of grief so, uh <laughs> you we're talking about streams uh tell me about we've talked about this before it's in my notes uh what's going on with the state of the streams with a lot of the pros uh bitching about Rex in the game and vice versa and all this uh how many should be in there's been a, some twitter stuff lately about our million dollar game which we'll talk about in a minute you know and oh we want to see only big names we want to see pure poker and then everyone's like no fuck you we want to see this like what what's going on there in your well opinion? i think most of that chatter comes from some top level pros that are being locked out of these games mm -hmm. and just like wow do people really just want to watch like a bunch of recreational players like come together when these guys don't necessarily add that much to the game i think there's some people don't necessarily agree with maybe ryan's approach where they think the best type of game is a mixture of pros mm -hmm. and recreational players i think ryan does it the best or yeah, of anyone so yeah, and he doesn't maybe one or two pros for a reason some I mean, if you call mariano rampage a pro they're on there because they bring viewers you know mm -hmm. you know garrett was obviously on because he was a fan favorite i come on because i do commentary and ryan lets me play but i mean past that like why do you yeah i don't know if adding like a crusher like this guy button clicker right the guy that like sure, sure. well like what does that really do for the know. game I, I i don't so i i kind of disagree but i think it just comes from there's a cap in poker. If you're just a strict poker player, now it's more about what games can you get in as opposed to your skill. It just is what it is, man. Yeah. There's a cap. Like if you're the best player in the game and you're a mute and you have no personality, you're probably not going to make that much in poker. No. I don't care if you're the best player in the world because you're never going to get into these games. No. And you do see a lot of pros that are, are realizing this and they're when they finally get a shot, they're doing everything they can to be good for the game so they get yeah. back. But that's such a counter... like. Like, how many times can you do that and donk right. to get a right. seat? Like, why do you want the seat if you're just going to go give it away? Right, it's right, It just doesn't right. make it's, sense to So me. it's, I mean, they they kind of do that. They do a little bit of the mix of that at uh, at the lodge, like where Doug will play and they'll invite some some people. Um, I still think that the Hustler stream is vastly superior. I mean, one of the things that people, from a technical aspect, the reason why Hustler is great and why I enjoy doing the commentary and why I think people don't understand how hard it is, the audio quality and the audio mix is so far superior to yeah. everything else that has ever come on. And I think it's a challenge to do live commentary where I'm constantly poking in and out. 
if there's good table talk, it's in and out. Sure. And um, I just sometimes I get a little bit frustrated when people try to have like these this best poker commentator who are the best poker commentators like discussion. And they bring in guys like Gabe Kaplan into the discussion. I have no problem with Gabe. You know, it's great for high school. But like doing poker commentary in post-production is apples and oranges to what we do. Yeah, doing it live. Yeah, yeah. It is entirely (laughs) different. It would be a whole different Gabe Kaplan if you did it live. I I mean, it is just a – and this is why I even told – I I haven't done it with Dave. Uh, Haven't done commentary with Dave even though we did it for years. Uh, I prefer doing it alone. It's got nothing to do with against Billy or Dave. It's just, it's hard. If, if there's two guys in there, it's harder. Yeah. It, now I enjoy doing it with you because we had said in the beginning, I was like, you know, we're going to try to bounce out. You, you know, say a couple things, but it's hard not to talk over the players when you have two people in there. Yeah. That's no, you have to be really conscious of right, it going right. in there. And we were. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. So no, I, I, I get it. Um, cause there's a mixture cause people are like, Oh, I want to hear the table talk which is fine. And I try to let that go through, but then sometimes the table talk might not necessarily be interesting or something has to be said to be highlighted. Something had just happened. Yeah. It's a tough job for commentators because no matter what you do, you're going to take heat. Like if you back off, they want to hear poker. If you lean in, they want you to shut up and everyone has a different, you know, taste or what, what they want to, what they want to see and hear. So it's just, it's just a tough thing. You can't please everyone. I think our guys, including you do a really good job of being conscious of both. And, um, you know, I think we got some of the best, especially for our stream. We have, you know, we've taken, you know, you guys have taken some hits out there by some of the poker people in the poker community about, you know, not being, uh, optimal or not being the best poker commentators or whatever but what the the but the truth of the matter is like you guys are crushing our product and you're doing very good and i have no doubt you could go into a poker go and lower your voice and talk about what's happening and just really and i'm not bagging on them they have a great product and there's a lot of viewership that likes you know the 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 vibe or you can come in and go it's a nine like you do you know what i mean and so it's like that's what works for us i so when i was a kid i always that it was always my dream to be a sports broadcaster. I mean, I sort of, I mean, I went to school for that at Syracuse too. It's just, it was very, very hard to get into. So then when I had this opportunity, one of the things that I try to do sometimes even subconsciously is I try to, and maybe you'll notice this tonight. I try to give the viewer a seed about what a big card would be. So then when it comes, like if someone's got a gut shot and then someone's got top set, Oh, like if a seven comes, this is going to be brutal. Like, and then if it doesn't come, you, you've forgotten that I've said that, but then when it does come, it's like, oh my God. So I'm trying to look ahead at what could come that is going to make this hand huge, right? What card can come and try to like kind of plant it in so that when it comes, people know. I think that sort of adds to the excitement. That's what I always try yeah. to do in those, in those yeah. spots. Yeah, you know? I think you do a great yeah. job. So um, Okay, so last night when we were on stream, or no, Oh, yeah. Last night on our stream, we mentioned that you were going to be on the pod. And I said, hey, if you're watching right now and you got any questions for Bart, go mm-hmm. ahead and DM me. Well, I had a couple people DM me. So okay. I got some questions from them. Okay. And I'll shout them out because I think they like that. So one of our one of our most loyal listeners, uh, chat pros, participators is a uh, gentleman named, he goes by Veen, okay. V-E-N, V-E-N. Uh-huh. And uh, these are his questions for you. Okay. okay? We'll yeah. go one at a time. Uh this will probably be directed towards me, which I think is hysterical. What are your thoughts on the intense 
massages at the table. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh... (laughs) give give your honest thoughts. I don't care. It's never really bothered me. I think it gives sometimes viewers get like bothered by it, but Mm. it's not. I mean, it is. You're trying to make the the players comfortable, right? Like you don't want Ludacris not to come because he can't get a massage. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. 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 I don't know if there are other other players that are into massages as much as you. Yeah, there's a handful, but Chris and I like like like, look last night. I got one for two hours towards the end of the show. Why not have someone tickle my head while I'm playing poker? It feels amazing. I can afford it. Having a massage, (laughs) having uh, masseuses allowed at the table, it's a hundred times better than having people eat at the table. You remember back then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys allow eating at the table. No, great. Yeah, I agree. The mess that it creates and just total like, it just—it's not a good look. Totally, I agree. It's bad for production. And I don't know if that was your idea to not do that, but it was a good idea in the beginning. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Um, Okay. Second question from Veen. Uh, well, first of all, let me ask you, do you know who Mr. Unlucky is? I've heard the name, but I don't. Okay. So you won't be able to, to answer this, but I'll, I'll, and then he has a follow-up question on that. So Mr. Unlucky came in about a month ago, a few weeks ago, never been on the show before, showed up late, finally got his seat, walked up to the table with his chips with no seat open and stood there. Everyone kept saying, we didn't even know he was supposed to play. Mm -hmm. He was just some like an older guy. We're like, hey, you got to get out of here. And he just kept smiling and saying, I have money. And we kept going, (laughs) get, you got to get out of here. Like, you know, Louis was like, you got to get out of here. And so that was the first thing. Then finally, we someone realized that he was supposed to play. Somehow Ryan was going to put him in the game, but he was very late. Okay. So I think his seat got either filled or I, I don't remember that. But anyway, so he sits down. And he's eating a donut and he's eating this donut and it's, this is just, and they, the this chat loves him. So hold on. And so he's eating this donut and it's falling all over himself, all over the table. Magic's on tilt because all the cards have fucking donut cream on them. Okay. Like it's a thing. Okay. And this guy is either socially unaware or it's an act or he doesn't give a shit mm-hmm. or all three mm-hmm. don't know. Then he proceeds to get really say like he has some political shirt, but he wasn't really political. And then he says some really nasty something about like one of our politicians, which was just like, and it was really harsh. Okay. So I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? This donuts, this, wait, wait, who did he, who, what politician? Uh, he said what Trump stand for. Like oh. something, something piece I was going to say, was it, is it Trump or Newsom? So do I yeah, know yeah, which way yeah, this is yeah, going? Yeah. It was that, but, <laughs> but honestly, no joke. If he said those same words and it was Biden, I wouldn't have liked it. Okay. That's not what we're there for. Okay. And to say it and to take the whole thing and say it really loud and use uh, profanity against mm-hmm. someone, it's just, it's just not right. So it wasn't a Trump thing for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. People won't believe that, but I promise you it wasn't. And I, But he's tilting me too because, and people love this because they were watching me get really tilted because I eventually said to him, hey, because he was, he was holding up the game when it got to him. And I'm talking to a point of like pain for everybody. And talking about his hand, then he was on a hand talking about his hand, talking about other things. Every etiquette thing you could possibly think that you shouldn't do, he was doing. And I finally said, hey, we don't want your political bullshit here, no matter which way it is. Focus, whatever, and, you know, whatever. So, like, I actually verbalized it. I was stuck. We couldn't get a hand dealt. And so between my disdain and his antics, the chat, that's why Veen is asking about, loved him. He is the most fan favorite. They've been asking about him to come back because of those dynamics. Is it because he he got like he he was getting into it with you? No, I well that was part of it. They loved if he plays, they want me to play uh-huh, because uh-huh. Uh, they loved to see how right. frustrated I was. But all the players were frustrated right, too. Right. And but they loved how un- either unaware or how I don't give a shit he was. They loved that it was it was like you couldn't make it up. 
and it was every piece of what you don't do. So the question is, uh, have you ever played with someone like Miss, Mr. Unlucky? And what's the wildest person you've played with and why? <laughs> I mean, I've played with some crazy, crazy guys, right? Yeah. I mean, as a guy who plays for profit or professionally, you just, you know, you, I, it doesn't really bother me. I think partially too, like a lot of these guys who are like bitch about the stream lineups and not, they don't get on the stream. Like yeah. you can imagine, I saw some terrible behavior from guys when Black Friday came around, from mm -hmm. when it was online, these online pros came into live and like, they just had like entitlement and they thought that they could they could just they should be able to just beat these guys and they couldn't deal with like a guy like that the live yeah, antics right and they didn't stick they weren't around in live poker right for that long i can't think of anything i would say i mean yeah Eric, you've seen Eric it all Hicks is pretty crazy i don't know if he's the crazy i mean you, know, yeah. you, you know. commentated my favorite hand ever in my life against him which one which one was that it's was a that? nine. Oh yeah when yeah, i filled yeah, up yeah, with yeah, like yeah, yeah. one out <laughs> I mean, when do you see a guy like that, like stroll into like regular life? Right. I'm trying to think about somebody else, anybody off the top of my head, but you just, I mean, it just comes with the flow, right? I mean, it yeah. wouldn't, it, but I can see where, where you're coming from. Yeah. No. And, and honestly, once I realized how much they loved him, I just leaned into it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. all right, let's get Mr. Lucky back and I'll sit right next to him. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. struggling to find an all in one platform for the latest poker news and thrilling poker stories. Only poker has got you covered. The platform is packed with exciting poker news, discussions, and games that you won't be able to resist. Share your thoughts with friends on the hottest poker topics in our circle. Discover the best poker games anytime, anywhere, and secure your seat at the table. Find all your poker needs in one place. Download only poker and join the best poker community today. Um, what annoys you most at a poker table? What annoys me most? This is from Bean as well. Is there um, one thing that just you just don't or can't accept or don't like? Yeah, I mean, I don't like I don't like uh, excessive tanking, people that take too long, mm, which is too, good. Yeah. We don't do that. And then people who are rule sticklers, which we don't see on the Hustler stream, yeah. especially guys that are trying to play for profit. But, like, have you ever had a guy, like, try to call called, like, a string raise when it really wasn't? Against a rec player. Of course. It wasn't a string raise. The guy just made him a mistake. So 99% of string raises are accidental. And then some fucking jackass like this you know miserable reg calls a string race because he wants to try right like, and he just tilts the wreck no. he kills the action because this guy's tilted he, he racks up and he leaves yeah. like it's like are you that yeah. stupid yeah yeah so there's a lot of miserable i would say regs poker regs that i've been around that are trying to grind out yeah. a living that are just kind of miserable in general yeah. you know all right also from bean who's been the greatest contributor to poker in your opinion the greatest contributor to poker that oh, could be that anything. That's probably the hustler. I mean, I, I, I <laughs> mean, kidding. we know what we're talking about. We haven't talked about the million dollar lineup. I, no, we're I gonna... said like Daniel Legrano is just like, he is, um, he's like, I think the best of like all the different worlds mm -hmm. in terms of he's a pro, the way that he acts, he gets it. Uh, he's never going to cause a problem. He's going to be a draw to the stream. So if, if he's looking for a guy, I would say that because it's kind of, you know what's funny? It just goes to show you that Hustler is bigger than actual the players. Yeah. We've had Phil Ivey on here a couple times. I've commentated on him. I don't know if you guys want him back. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like he's not bringing much. I mean, he's still Phil Ivey. So yeah. he still might be to that point where he's still big enough. But his greatness still keeps him in demand. Right, but right. if he didn't know his name, oh. people wouldn't want him to play maybe because of his style. Yeah, he's yeah. just kind of like me. yeah, no, no disrespect. Yeah, to the, yeah, no, to the greatest no, of all no, time. No, no disrespect yeah. at all. But you know, it is a combination of like that personality. Sure. So I think Negrano would be a great ad. So I think 
in terms of poker, he's probably well. I mean, money, money maker. I mean, that, well, that, he's yeah. He was the start yeah. of the boom. He was the reason. I mean, that was the whole thing. But that was a culmination of a lot of different things too. Like yeah. it was that was the first time they put t- t- whole cards. That they were making a whole genius. show about it. Was genius. Right, right. And yeah. then he beat you know. Yeah. Beat the pro. He beat the pro. Yeah. Sammy so, Farhaw. Sammy Farhaw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, do you, by the way, do you like when Madison comes on the show? Uh, I, <laughs> I do. I do because Mike uh, is a friend. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Mike is a very loyal person and he's got the biggest heart ever. But okay, so I'll tell you what. When I first played with Manasau, when we first started, yes. But Mike caught me. The last time I played with Mike, once or twice, he caught me at a really bad time. He caught me at the end of Jack Four. Mm-hmm. He caught me at the end of some really, uh, uh, right in the middle of a really big downswing, and I was getting really cranky. Mm-hmm. And so the last couple times, and I was sick one night too. That's the night I actually, I said this on the air once I actually went out and was throwing up. I was like, just like something in my stomach. So my experience with him the last time or two, no, I I, I wanted to throat punch him. Okay. <laughs> but I love Mike. You know? So I, that's why I hesitated because I just remember my last experience was not, but yes, we like yeah, him. Yeah. Mike. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. This I don't is, know if he's going to get the, uh, in the million dollar game, but. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. Uh, Okay, this is a beef from Veen. He said, you must have said this. He said, you should pay attention to the chat on the Fridays because they are the lifeline. They are what's important to the show. And you must have made a statement that you try to not pay too much attention because the game is so big and important. Well, how would you like to address that to Veen? So I have been given a directive... (laughs) <laughs> Not only on my own, but also from Ryan yeah. too, to pay attention to the big game. I know, and I know what yeah, it is, but I want you to answer. And uh, I was talking to Billy about this too, because I know that, and I, I'm not trying to not pay attention to the chat. It just happens to be usually when I come in, like I'm commentating tonight. It's but a, it's a regular game. Friday yeah. game that it is more about paying attention to the game. But if I was doing a Tuesday, like Billy yeah. or a Monday, of course, of course yeah. I would. And yeah. I try to work it in. The other thing too, and I think you've seen this too, is is that. When you have a show with a ton of viewers, like instead of 6,000, it's 18,000, I will physically get ill if I look at the chat too much because it's scrolling so fast. It is tough. Cannot, it is, it is tough trying, to go back and, and forth. And I'm doing this by myself for the yeah, most part. Right. And if I start looking at the chat, I get nauseated, not by what people are saying, but just by the motion. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that, I mean, I am not trying to ignore the chat yeah and if people if i see people that are making good comments i'll say that but what i don't think and i don't know what billy does what i don't think necessarily adds and what i don't think would be good for the show on a friday would be uh can i get a shout this is joe schmo from poughkeepsie can i get a shout out randomly right with eighteen thousand people watching right. like i don't think that's the place for that got it on a friday yeah do you agree Mostly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mostly. Mostly. It just depends. If there's like a real lull uh, yeah, and yeah. someone says, hey, my dad's watching first time, I might okay. hit it. Well, but you know yeah. what I mean. But yeah, not yeah. just like the average guy just keep shouting out yeah, people. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. no, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, last question from a gentleman who inboxed me on DM uh, on DM me on Twitter. His, his name is Waiting for the Moon. Okay. Okay. He said, do you feel extra pressure to win on stream? Uh, that is a very interesting question. Yeah, it yes. Is. And it is hard. It is. I go through a mix feelings and sometimes I, I, I tend to wear my emotions on my sleeve where a lot of people think that I'm somehow like 
oh, Bart looks serious. He looks pissed. He looks tilt at the table where it's just that's how my demeanor is at the table. But I will say it is hard to play on the stream. It's a great game because I don't want to be the nittiest guy at the table. I don't want to be that nit. Nit for two. No. Yeah. <laughs> I had a 30% VPIP last night. Yeah. If so, you play three times a week, you might have to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be that nit. But at the same time, I can't do crazy stuff because I also run a training site. You know what I'm saying? Like totally. Like, you got to rep your, you got to rep your brand. I mean, right? I, I did some crazy shit last night with the stand-up game, like, you know, triple, double, triple barreling, like nine, five off. You saw the call downs that I made. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. But yeah, no, I can't. And I think that this might've had something to do with, um, the whole, uh, why Matt Berkey sometimes gets a little bit of shit. Cause people don't, he had done some wild things in his past, like on live streams. I'm not necessarily concerned about that, but it is a battle to be not the guy that's the tightest, be in action, have a good time. But then also I can't punt. You know what I'm saying? That would look bad. Yeah. It'll yeah. look bad for your, for your product. <laughs> right. And you do this for a living. Yeah. Right. It, it actually is less about the money and more about like the, your brand. The, yeah. The brand, the reputation, stuff like that. And people have even said, <laughs> so I made a big call down against Alec Torelli the last time I was mm. here. Um, and people are like, you only called because you were on stream. If you were off stream, you know, you would have folded. I'm like, I can't fucking win here. For, I made the no, right, right call. I, I made the right call. Right, right. Right call. You never, I, I, you never would have made that you call. You know you're never going to win in the public opinion of anything that we do. <laughs> <laughs> that, if you're going to try to win, you yeah. better quit. <laughs> and I can feel like my back is up against the wall. Like like last night, I was stuck like 10 grand. I mean, I ended up losing like 13,000, 14,000, um, mm -hmm. which was probably my biggest loss, but I had done well in previous things. But yeah, my, my back was up against the wall right away last night. So, you know, you're stuck. But it is less about the money. And I, I actually do feel comfortable at these stakes now, which is amazing because the games have gotten just so They're big. They're so big. So Even big. that game's big. It's only yeah. 10, 20, 40. Yeah, yeah. yeah. crazy. <clears throat> okay, so you mentioned uh, the million-dollar lineup. Where I saved that for this section. Then I have a few yeah. more things. Tell me what you think about the lineup, what you think about this historic event, and anything that you have under the hood on this. Well, I mean, I think it's going to be if, – if these types of special stream if – if in the past is indicative of the way that this is going to go down, I anticipate that it's going to be like at least 30 hours over three days. Now we're doing a rotating commentary. Have to, yeah. Instead of like last time when I was doing yeah. for like 20 hours yeah, straight. Past the baton oh, at like 6 God. in the morning. Yeah, um, so that will be nice. But so it's just going to be – it's going to be different – there's going to be different sections. Like I, one of the things that I take away from these big shows is sometimes there's lulls, but then, then there are hours mm -hmm. where it's, it's just insane. Yeah. It's nice to see that there are a fair amount of people that are, everybody is familiar with the fact that everyone has to buy in for a million dollars. I have no idea what he intends the blinds to be, but it's going to be huge. I think, I don't know how much you can talk about this, Nick, but there's probably may, maybe half a dozen or more guys that are sort of on the fence that you maybe there's a good shot that you'll get oh, in yeah. that would be exciting but you're not going to say that they're playing without That's a right. definite We're, commitment yeah so there's a ton we might i don't know if you know this we might have to add a fourth day oh really yeah it's not confirmed mm -hmm. but we're thinking about it only because we there's like a lot of players that maybe are like not going to make the cut but they're so loyal to us mm -hmm. And they want to play. Mm -hmm. And so if we can get the right mixture of players and still insert a bunch of people that haven't been able to get a seat, 
then we might add a fourth day because we want to give them an opportunity to play in the biggest game in the U.S. history because mm-hmm. they want to be part of that mm-hmm. and they want to be part of something else that's really cool we're doing. Um, so we'll see. That's yet to be seen. And and, and I mean, again, to speak for Ryan, I mean, this is – I can't imagine the amount of work that it takes to organize something like this just because a lot of times people don't understand like the mechanics – even the games that I play in, coming from the East Coast, there are these specific procedures to get money into the casino. It's not oh, the easiest. It's a draining you, process you're not from giving, start to finish. You can't give chips to people. They actually no, have cannot. to have the money. Yeah. And it's like, I know that it's got to be wired in a certain way. It's got to be wired in someone's name. It can't come from a company. There's compliance you have to deal with. So you're talking about mm-hmm. getting these people that are in commit, but then they actually have to bring the money too. It's not a credit thing. There's no For bank sure. of cri- they can't pay in crypto. They got to no. go with their own money no, and get it's, chips. It's a it's a big act to get from start to finish on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, in this kind of denominations too, right? The, the amount. No, absolutely. Yeah. By the for, way, is one of those guys possibly? So I know Rampage was. Yeah. Is confirmed. He's playing. I was just I, I wondered if Mariano wanted to play. Oh, uh, I think he wants to. He play. wants to play, but yeah, maybe, we'll see. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. no, maybe yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Um. Uh, I don't know. These are the two vloggers that totally, I think yeah, are yeah, yeah, yeah. And for those that didn't catch this on the announcement, uh, we will have two people now that are. Um, they probably don't know the second one, so we, we're going to have Joey Ingram and uh, Veronica Valerie Brill mm-hmm. doing hosting. Oh, okay. And so they will be doing uh, player interviews. They will go, be going back and forth between you, and, you know, commentators and them on the floor. They will be interviewing people on the floor um, and doing a lot of like banter back and forth in some sections. So it's going to be really cool. I'll tell you something about that too. The live cutaways actually work on this show. Yeah. People don't understand how hard that is. They used to try to do them on Live of the Bike and they were yeah, awful. It's a bitch. All the time they were awful. Yeah. And I was, when he's, first started doing those i was like oh, why is he doing these cutaways they never work but mm. they've worked pretty well they've worked for us yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well we're yeah we got the best yeah, yeah. We're, we're, you know, but yeah. We'll, we'll mess it up i'm sure yeah. but <laughs> well, i mean it, who cares yeah all right anything else you want to ask talk about or say about that game before we move on to i the just next? think i mean it's just going to be epic because you know with that many hours there's going to be mass i don't know i don't know what the largest i think the largest cash game hand ever i think comes from triton maybe yeah i'm not sure and it, might, I don't think it's over 1.5 million, but could it be the hand be this one on Poker Go between Persons and uh, Antonius? Could that? Much, what was I that? think it was. I, I, I Person and Anto- in, uh, Antonius, Patrick Antonius. Yeah, which what, which one was? Oh that? yeah, I think it was like 1.8. Why am Why am I drawing a blank? I don't on know. They just played it. Is. It oh. was uh, <laughs> it was an overplayed hand by Eric, mm-hmm. and uh, Patrick won it. And I couldn't break down the hand for you. He had an ace king, I think, of hearts, or uh, I, I don't know. But I think it was, I think it was one point eight. But you can't quote me because remember, person just won that big hand where he thought he lost, <coughs> right? Where he filled up and that he thought he it. lost. Oh, right, but that was yeah. a big one too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah this yeah. was, I think, the biggest. Person's playing. He's on the list, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, I, he says playing all three days. That guy has the most amazing speech. I always say it when I commentate. The most amazing speech play, and it comes natural to him, like. When he, he talks like no other at the table. It's so fun. To ring to, it's the so fun to watch him. And he's doing it like he's trying. He kind of does you it rather, in a balanced way. Would you rather? He does. He's very yeah, balanced. Yeah. Would you rather watch that or someone sit there and say nothing? I, it's, it's so amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah. It really, it really, yeah. It, because a lot of times people try to do that and it's forced. He just comes to him naturally. Oh, no, I've no, never this, seen anything like this it. This is coming from his gut. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we amazing. hope we see a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, growing up in poker when you first started, who was your poker idol? 
my poker idol. Yeah, did you have someone that you just wanted to emulate, that you respected the most, oh that you God. like every time? Maybe not. If you don't have one, don't. We don't need to. I, one you up. know, it's weird. I would just look up to the guys that were playing like super high stakes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, like back I was in the day. never. It, the luster has sort of like come off because when you look back now at who the famous people in poker were that you saw on TV tournaments, like of these course. guys are a fucking joke. I mean, right. between me and you. Loud. I mean, they're, yeah. they're going to know what you said. You uh, might as well lean uh, in. Of course. Yeah, so the Most game of them are a joke. The gaze, well, that leads to my next question. Yeah. The game has evolved. What do you see different from now to then and then to now? And how do you see the game and the players and everyone evolving? Like, what's how do you see the, the change? Well, I mean, I think what it was was that there were people before Moneymaker that were just – everyone was an idiot, like, that played poker for the most part. I'm talking not. I'm talking about, like, in terms of the game. Like, the, everyone was bad. And then – you had these guys that were better than everybody else, but they weren't necessarily good. And then this influx of people who are entirely new to the game. Mm -hmm. One day there's a thousand people playing poker in the U S on a regular basis. Then the next day, now there's 20,000 or whatever that number is. You know what I'm saying? It went up by like 20 times, like in a month after moneymaker. So they were better because everybody was new, but then they didn't really evolve. A lot of these guys, they yeah. got sponsorship. Yeah. Money. They got left behind. And so it goes. Some did. Some yeah, did. yeah. Negrano yeah. did. He evolved. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he is he one of the guys. Yeah, he, yeah he, he put the work into he it. He put the that, work in. That's why I think he's one of the Okay. Best. And yeah. I'm going to give you an opportunity here before the last two questions. This is the question before the last two. Uh, do you want to tell us about Crush Live Poker? Do you want to promote it? Do you want to give your, your, I mean, your sure. stats and your I, digits? And I have been uh, doing a poker podcast every week for the last 14 years. It has evolved in different, I used to work for different companies, but mm -hmm. now I have owned my training site for almost 10 years. And, you know, we have a lot of different things, podcasts, videos, not just no limit. And yeah, I mean, that's what I work on full time. I get out to play to stay relevant once a week. How do they find you? You can just go to crushlightpoker.com or it. Google my name yeah, okay. or something okay. like that. Oh, then also too, I do these, I have a YouTube channel. Yeah. People like these calling shows, just... Crush Light Poker. Okay. So yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube and then I have a, people call in hands and then we graphically represent sure, them. Sure, sure, it's good stuff. So it's kind of different than what everybody else does because you just see vlogs or, or live right. streams. So yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah, I, I think it's, it. if you haven't gone, go yeah. and check it out. Uh, poker, your poker, personal poker and your poker training. Do you have any goals for your future that you want to accomplish before you lay down the cards? You know what my goal is to be a good dad? I don't know if that's fair enough. They, nah. they, they, yeah. I am You've enjoying just had your first baby. Yeah, I am enjoying. Uh, he's 16 months now. Henry Hansen, solid name, and I mean, you've got your career and your professional life. But then I realize the reason why people are like they always ask me, "Dude, why'd you move back to Massachusetts? What it was the game or the game's not good in Austin?" And I was like. Actually, no, just my parents wanted me to move back. Yeah. Uh, they wanted to see their only grandkid. I think it was the right move. Sure. I'm an older dad. I'm like 43. So this is, yes. you know, something. So a lot, and especially like the last few months, there seems to be just a lot of stuff on poker Twitter. I haven't oh. been all that active. I've just kind of been like, Stay I don't, off. dude. I mean, there is something to be said for promoting the brand, but I feel like. You don't, if you have a YouTube, you don't really need to be on social media in the sense of like, if you see the big YouTubers, even outside of poker, 
there's YouTube is such a big thing. Like my dad, he's 80 years old. He watches YouTube on a smart TV. Yeah. You don't need to be yeah. super active on Instagram and Twitter. If you have YouTube, you know, what's crazy. If you know I'm ever I mean? watching TV, I sit in the recliner, I go and watch YouTube yeah. and the TV, the big TV. It's, it's crazy. Because you can watch anything. Anything. My dad's favorite. My dad's favorite. Cha- he watches uh, this channel out of India where they retread tires <laughs> on 18-wheelers. <laughs> and then also like the tow trucks that tow 18-wheelers. Oh, that, my like, God. Get into digi- you know, it's stuff There's like that. something for everybody. Right, right, right. So, so I don't feel like I need to be crazy active on... I mean, I read Twitter. I'm not really yeah. on Instagram. I haven't been on Facebook. And like my, my mom always gets... She's like, you don't see the pictures I post? I'm like, I haven't been on Facebook. And every time I, someone sends me a link on Facebook, how do you open? Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you don't have the app, yeah, yeah, dead. it's just like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I think that's a great. I think also, never been on TikTok either. Yeah, I think that's uh, great. Uh, that's good. Your 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 uh, your goal is amazing. Uh, I mean yeah. that. Stay stick with that. Uh, uh, any final thoughts before we wrap this? No, I just I'm glad that I finally had a chance to. Yeah, this was to amazing. Do this. I, I, are you gonna hop in the commentary a little bit for the million dollar game? Maybe I'm gonna play it by ear. I will be around a lot mm-hmm. if somebody needs a little break. Mm-hmm. And I want, you know, someone wants me to hop in. I'm going to be hopping around there. So we'll just see what happens. Um, you know, I definitely don't think I should jump on as a twosome because of what we're dealing with. So we'll just play it by ear. There's no plans there, you know. And are you guys going to do the same thing you did last year in terms of the series? Maybe take a week off during the main event. Is that what happened last year? I don't remember. Week, yeah. Did like we? That. Yeah, I think so. Oh, maybe we did. Yeah, I don't yeah, even remember. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's, that's going to do it, awesome. Bart. Okay. Well, it's great being on here. This is the Nick Fertucci show. I am Nick Fertucci. And for myself and Mr. Crush Live Poker, Bart Hansen, envy out. <laughs>